0: Discourse 4. Freeing the breath. Bismillah rahman rahim Things really aren't as they seem. We're confronted by a world of objects that creates the illusion of solidity. Things you can grasp and manipulate and wield and apply and manage to your own benefit and to your own ends. The reality of the matter is far more subtle than that. That which your eyes see and which your hands feel is an assumption of solidity. It is in fact something very tenuous. The reason for this is that the vehicle of perception, which is the body itself, your eyes, your hands, and your ears, they themselves are very tenuous. One of the significances that one can tease out of the Hadra is an examination of breath. Your whole capacity to act and to think and to interact with the world is based on something as ethereal as a lung full of air. Seal off that lung full of air and the whole theatre of that capacity collapses like a house of cards. Therefore, the apparent solidity and capacity is underpinned by something very subtle, which you cannot see, which is light, which has no weight, which is your breath. Your solidity is underpinned by, and gets its substance from, that which is imperceptible. This is not Sufi-speak. This is not referring to the realm of the unseen. This is as it is. If I held my hand over your mouth long enough, you would not be able to pick up the stick and shout at the child and reach for the water. You would be dead. This means that what underpins the complexity of the world around you is something very fine and subtle. That very fine and very subtle thing is something which you cannot take charge of. In fact, one of the major causes of disease is when people interfere with their breath. Most of us do not breathe properly. We interfere with our breath, principally on the basis of fear. When we are frightened, we don't breathe naturally. We hold our breath in the same way you want to hold on to life. So we choke ourselves. This means to say that interfering with breath, which is interfering with a very subtle essence of life, is the first act of illusion. It is the companion to the claim to be able to manage your own affairs. There's nothing more natural than breathing. Animals are quite natural with their breath, while human beings aren't. Human beings don't breathe correctly. This is because most human beings have learnt the habit, based on fear, of interfering with their breath, of wanting to take charge of the affair. Is it not interesting that the very quality that makes us human the capacity to speak is concerned with the interrupting breath? Speaking is about defining things, which is about delineating and about circumscribing and making things solid and giving them form it is fear that wants to make everything solid make everything concrete and make everything graspable when you can grasp a thing you cannot con- you can control it the more subtle a thing is the less you can grasp it you can grasp the stick because it has hard edges you can't grasp water it doesn't have the same shape and form The nature of the subtle is that it cannot be grasped, it cannot be held, it cannot be made safe and non-threatening. This means that our assumption of being in charge of our lives, of reducing it to manageable things that you can grasp, is based on illusion. Managing is based on manipulating. Manipulating is based on that which you can lay your hands on. It implies taking things and reducing them to solidity, freeze them so that you can hold them and grasp them. Unfortunately, life is not based on solidity. It is based on fluidity. Even rocks flow with the passage of time. Continents move with the passage of time. Stars come into being and solar systems collapse or explode. There is nothing solid with the passage of time. By time, everything is going to be changed. It's going to be vanquished. It's going to lose its graspability. It's going to lose its solidity. While we assume that we can can take control over the affair and assume that we can reduce things to a manageable state that we are in charge of, we are contradicting the very essence of our lives because we cannot take charge of our breath and when we do, we get sick. When you act contrary to the design, you get sick and grasping contradicts the essence of the world around us. And so we've become beings that are at cross purposes to existence. We are against the flow. We become battered. We don't age with grace. We don't develop a sense of fulfillment and peace in our lives. The very structure of our lives contradicts the passage of life itself. If only we knew that what Allah has in store for us is better than that which we have in store for ourselves. If only we knew that if we gave up trying to hold on The surprise which would come to us from that which is bigger and much better than us would be much greater than what we wanted. The direction which existence is flowing into will be far better than the thing you are trying to manage. The significance of saying don't manage the affair is to leave the managing of the affair to Allah. That doesn't imply that you should behave like an idiot or become catatonic. It means you do what you can to the best of your ability on the basis of what you consider to be the right thing to do, and the rest is not up to you. Know by definition that you are in the middle of a series of events, of an incalculable orchestration of events, which is not in your capacity to take charge of. You can't take charge of your body. You can't tell your liver to stop working. You can take take charge of things to make them stop working. But you can't command it. You can't command your bone marrow to produce red blood cells. You can't command your alveoli in your lungs to absorb oxygen or to expel carbon dioxide. You are in the middle of a series of events, all of which sustain your existence, which you cannot take charge of. Now, if you can't take charge of a single alveolus in your lungs to take oxygen, how on earth do you think you're going to take charge of your life? It is not possible. We can't take charge of our lives. We can't manage the affair. It's far too complex. It's far too subtle and far too fluid. The very attempt to manage it, to grasp it, to lay a hand on it and to bend it to your will is to do it violence. It has the same effect as interfering with your breath. So the managing of the affair in the outer is the same thing as not breathing naturally. Your inner disease is based on fear and it is an inner interference with your breath. It has an outer equivalent manifestation, and that is an interference with the flow of life, wanting to take charge of life. The fear which interferes with the breath is the same fear which underlies your wanting to contain the other so that the other doesn't become threatening. Controlling the other, laying a hand on the other, chaining the other all stems from fear, which means not trusting Allah. This means to say that letting go of the other, freeing the other, confronting your fear and learning how to be naturally yourself, learning how to breathe and learning how to be comfortable in your body is the same thing. Allah tells us in Surah Al-Nasr, by time man is at a loss except those who believe. Now what is belief? It is an inner state. Belief means I know that there is a manager in charge. In Nguni languages, the word for belief and trust are the same. It is Ugutemba. To believe is to trust. I trust that I no longer have to manage the affair because it is being managed by an ingenuity infinitely greater than mine. Belief is an inner peace. I cannot do myself any good if he doesn't want to do it to me. I can't do myself any harm if he doesn't want it want it done to me. It's in his hands. It is out of my hands. So I can relax and I can breathe easily. This is Iman. Iman is an inner wholesomeness. An inner wholesomeness which is based not on a fear of existence, but on a trust of existence. But Allah says that's not good enough. You not only have to have inner correctness, you also need to have amilus salihat or outer correctness. And outer correctness means dealing with the world with kindness and not with brutality. It means freeing the orphan moving the stone, lifting the baggage, and smiling at the person, so that the hand that grasps the world is a gentle hand, a non-interfering hand. This is not to say you are an idiot and a pushover. When somebody requires correcting, you correct them. However, you are not correcting them on the basis that I have to fix the world, because you are not here to fix the world. He is there to fix the world. It is his existence. You are the audience in the theatre, you're not the writer of the script. You're not busy managing the outcome of a more equitable world tomorrow. You're paying your dues in the moment that you are in. You're doing what he requires from you right now because you know that that is the toll that you need to pay to continue on the path that he has laid out for you. Correct action in the moment you are in is the toll that we pay to stay on this exhilarating, transforming and ravishing ride that he has laid out for us. To sum this up, there are incalculable implications to the twin charges of belief and correct action, and at a subtle level, both of these things deal with fear and acting out of fear. The fear eventually starts to interfere with your inner working, interferes with your breathing and ultimately with your inner wholesomeness. Not only do you choke yourself, but you grab the world by its throat in order to control it. Both of these attempts are diseased, if your own choking of yourself doesn't take you out with a heart attack, then somebody else who you're trying to choke will come and take you out by putting a hole through your head. And it's because you earned that retribution through fundamentally denying your responsibility, which is to be on this roller coaster of existence in order to enjoy the ride. You have been made to worship. Worshipping means you are amazed and are in awe. You can't be in awe if you're trying to keep the thing under wraps all the time. You can only be in awe if you are part of the rush, part of this whole play that is on this incredible journey of transformation and change. May Allah grant us freedom from our own fear. May Allah grant us awareness of him as our constant companion. May make us companionable with him. May Allah grant us conversation with him and comfort in him. May Allah grant us a gentle hand with the world around us, May Allah grant us a just hand with the world around us. May Allah grant us nearness to him. May Allah grant us annihilation in him. May Allah grant us death before we die. Alhamdulillah.